Welcome to Next in Line. I'm your host, Tyler. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly. Hi, everybody. So we are back for episode seven. I know it's been a long time. We back. We here. We're both in New York, right? Okay, Ohio, but we're both in the States. Right, we're both in the States. And I am here with Tolu Oye, the founder of Oye Green, the fashion designer of Meji Meji. Not the accolades. Okay, you are the designer, honey. Okay, so we are back. I want to tell everybody we are here. We're here for episode seven. How are you, boo? I want to know how you've been because it's been a while. I know we've redone this a few times. We did this in January. We did this in March. We're back in June. And we're back in action, you guys. And welcome. Um, But I'm doing good. It's just been, it's been a rough first two quarters. Are we in our third quarter? Is the two first quarters? It feels know. like the third quarter. It's like when it's over. It's been um, it's been a lot because I've been transitioning um from I was living in Nigeria for a year and I'm kind of like back now and now just coming back everything kind of seemed like it changed like inflation is high girl milk milk I'm just like was I oh my goodness I went to go visit my friend in Jersey kid you not we spent ten dollars on a sack of water I said take me home water we buy like 40 water bottles for ten dollars I said this is ridiculous like huh you know it's really high gases up everything and then I'm just like how are people maintaining themselves you got to get your lashes done you got to get your nails done you got to get your hair done by the time I'm done doing that I spent a thousand dollars then what like yeah so um it's just been a lot um just trying to get like back into the swing of things um honestly like this year for me is just more focusing on like designing and like really owning into like you know being a designer and like doing that full-heartedly and working on plans of my collection so that's where my head's been and then honestly with me now is like I want to spend more time with family as well because I primarily was living in New York before going to Nigeria but I moved to New York at the age of 16 so literally my whole like high school um uni life has just been in New York being an adult so now trying to spend time with my parents they're getting older my brother is going to college and my sister's back in the house so it's like you know it's cute to see the family when they're not so annoying but they still (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god I mean uh, tell me about because the last time we spoke and tell me about that whole transition moving to Nigeria because you moved right before the pandemic mm-hmm. you know you were there um and then coming back like how, just living there in general and like how life was different because obviously a lot of people have not been to Nigeria when mm-hmm. people want to go to Africa for some reason they want to go to South Africa no South shade Africa. no mm-hmm. shade to y'all but like hello Nigeria has birthed probably a lot of Y'all ancestors right are Nigerian. Okay, you know what I'm saying? But there's so, a lot of legends that are Nigerian. I'm not saying I say, we're Nigerian or anything, you know? I'm but, just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. But so please fast tell fast. me about that. Yeah. Um, but honestly, Nigeria, I say honestly a lot, but Nigeria was really an eye-opening experience for me. Um, 
I, a lot of people will assume that I've lived in Nigeria, but I've never lived in Nigeria. I moved out of Nigeria at the age of five. And um, I've always wanted to have that experience of living in the country myself. And I thought it was COVID, like, girl, we were at home, we were locked down. And one thing about Nigerians, they don't care about rules. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to Nigeria, experience it and just like, have that experience on my own. And I'm the type of person I don't want anyone to like, overpower me with their thoughts and their experience I'm just like I want to have this on my own so I did that I was there for a year and it was just like it's completely different it's like you gotta have not your shit together but you have you have to be 10 times smarter because like they it's just I don't know the hustle hustle is real like huh like the hustle was real. And then I remember sharing with you the last time, just being a woman in Nigeria, is like, it's not easy for me to even get my apartment. Like my first apartment that I got in Nigeria, I had to have my uncle come with me because it was like, oh no, you're, you're a young lady. You can't have, um, you can't have this certain amount of money by yourself. And mind you, like my apartment was like, 5,000, I'll say like 5,000 US dollars. And I'm just like, coming from a US perspective, I'm just like, girl, it's just 5,000 that y'all talking about, like, I can't really have 5,000 on my own, and then it was just, like, yeah, like, everything is, like, you have to have a man centered around you, you know, it's really hard to have some form of independency, so it just really kind of, like, kind of toughened me up to be, like, yeah, like, this is me, and this is what I'm doing, and just to always, like, carry that spirit with me, because, like, I'm not gonna let any man try to, like, outshine me, or outshine me and say, like, they doing something for me like no thank you yeah. um but yeah nigeria is it's it's fun and that's one thing i'll say like nigeria is fun but it's hard at the same time it's like it's a balance of both it's like it's giving, new it's, it's giving new york but on steroids okay I bet. I like bet. literally on it's on steroids like times two and even like being a creative there is completely it's just a different ball game like it's just I'm keep saying hard because I'm just like getting flashback of just different things just happening. Like even to for me to like my entire apartment experience, just to get basic things done on time, people were just fucking things up every like every now and then. There's like a lot of money goes into like goes to waste on like trials and error. But -hmm. I feel like after you figure out the whole trial and error, things will be okay. But it's like you have to be strong for that period because baby is a lot of trials it's a lot of that's one thing about nigerians honestly i feel like there is a so much beauty in them as people and how they move and how they hustle and how they grind and there's no complaining there's like god made it so so we're making it happen and it's the perseverance in them yes like I'm, and that's another thing, like, when I was going there, I'm just like, damn, I don't want to be, like, the American Nigerian always complaining, and so it was just, like, it really taught me to, like, just have blessing in, like, even the smallest thing, because, like, some days, like, just random thing, we just might not have light, because, like, the entire neighborhood wants to have, like, a power shutdown, and it was just, like, damn, like, you know, you're not having it bad than certain people, some people don't have light at all, 24-7, you know, yeah. but, um, one thing I would definitely say is like shout out to all the creatives living in Nigeria. Like I really look up to them. I applaud them because like even out of nothing, they make things work and they make it look so good. And uh, honey, we on the map right and now. That's, okay? that, and that's the grace, you know. But yeah. 
So that's my little Nigeria experience. It was lovely. I appreciate it. I think it definitely um, kind of like helped with what I want to do in my next levels of how I want to like expand my business and like even working with more artisans based on based in Nigeria, just based in Africa and just like amplifying like black voices. You know, that's what I'm about. I mean, absolutely. I mean, also, I also want to get into like a little bit of your background and just so everybody knows, you know, how you got into fashion, you know, I know you obviously just said that, you know, you moved to New York at 16 and that you've been in New York most of your, or a good portion of your adult life for right now before you moved to Nigeria, but just like where you went to school, you're a little bit of your backing, a little bit of information about you, just so everybody knows. <laughs> okay. So primarily I'm oh my god I need to have better vocabulary but I was living in Ohio um I'm from Ohio so living in Ohio and when I was 16 I really wanted to go to like a design school out here in Ohio but for some reason um ours um what is it called they later on didn't fund that program so I put together a powerpoint trying to convince my parents like why I need to go to New York I'm just like if y'all want me to be about my designer bag, that's where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And if y'all really believe in me, y'all need to let me move there. So I put together a presentation and I actually, they believed in me and I moved to New York that same summer. So let's say I put my presentation in June, I moved to New York like August. And at that time I was applying to fashion, I think it's fashion industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't get into fashion industry because of like in New York and like regions. So I'm like, okay, what's the next step? I didn't even tell my parents I didn't even get into the school that I was supposed to get into. So now I look for other school options. So I started um, applying to art and design, which is like a career technical education. So I kind of study, so you have like three options. So you can study fashion design, um, you can study graphic design, or you can study like film or, there's one more thing that I'm missing. So I applied to that and I got into that school and that school was really like what molded me in like the next direction of how I was just trying to maneuver as um, a designer. I've always been designing all my life. Literally um, my parents were, they turned my basement into like a mini production house. I was making those like, what is it called? Those Superman shorts with the studs on it. I had all my studying kids, like literally sew, sewing patches and all of that. I was do little fashion shows and stuff. So that kind of just really helped in terms of um, just, you know, kind of practice my skills. So when I was attending amazing fashion design um, teacher who was like, oh, totally, I really believe in you. You're doing great. So he helped me get um, a lot of internships. So I started working at a production company in Williamsburg in like Williamsburg, I believe. And I was working there and I would literally study all the different designers that would come into the showroom. They had so many designers. And then one day I saw that um, Laquan was coming into the showroom and I'm like, today's the day. So yeah. I was on his Instagram. Um, I remember he made a post about um, something about Rihanna because she wore one of like their collections at that time. So I was like, you know, I'm already practicing my joke while I'm ironing. I'm like taking my bathroom breaks at the certain time to make sure I don't miss him at the door. So then I saw him and his team at the moment. And I was like, okay, let me just wait in the bathroom. Maybe one person gonna come in the bathroom. Cause the meeting where they're like hosting their meeting is like 
far from where the production house is, like production rooms and stuff. So then um, I later on bumped into one of his teammates and I was just like, you know, introducing myself. I said a little joke here and there, you know, I warmed up to their hearts. And then they was like, okay, totally. Um, we'll love for you to like come in for um, an interview. We're looking for internship. And that's how I started working um, with Laquan Smith. And at that time I was still like senior year of high school to freshman year of college. So um, from high school, I transitioned and I started going to like Fashion Institute of Technology. So my degree, I got a background in fashion design and advertising marketing communication because I always want to have a combination of designing and business because one thing that I realized with a lot of artists is like, we know how to create a product, but we struggle selling a product. Period, so, period, uh, period. And it's like, you need both, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, you don't realize that. You really need both. So I did that. I was originally um, doing advertising marketing and I got like my associates in that. Then, you know, I was like, you know what? I do want to like do design. Because before I was like, you know, I've already, I know how to sew. I have the background. I did it through like, from freshman year of high school to now. So I was like, I don't know if I want to now study that at school. So mm -hmm. then I was like, you know what, let me do another associate program. So I got an associate program for designing. And then I went back and got my bachelor's in advertising. So yeah, that's how my school thing went out. Okay, so after Laquan, mm -hmm. basically, I feel like that was probably like what 2018 maybe 2017 yeah that was yeah 17 to 18 yeah okay and then I think I found you on Instagram like 2019 and mm -hmm. I don't even know how I found you I think I just like I, I think <laughs> maybe you were on the explore page I don't know how I the found universe you. it was meant to happen right and I was just like who is this hot bitch like that I don't know and and I was just like oh my god like she and at that time, Megan was pushing Hot Girl Summer, even though obviously there was like, we were all doing Hot Girl Summer. Well, some of us were doing Hot Girl Summer before there was a Hot Girl Summer, before it was named. And you were just the embodiment of Hot Girl Summer. And I was like, you know, this for, me, for me, the thing was like, I'm 5'1", and a lot of people on Instagram thought I was taller. So yes. I really had to like embody that stallion, you know? You know, I had to live up to... Yes, bitch, you're a pony, but you're a stallion too. So, you would you call yourself a what? A pony, a pony, <laughs> a pony, but you know, not a stallion, but a pony. Oh, yeah. screw so, it. Okay. That was definitely my 2019 era. Um, but 2019, I was actually still in school. Mm -hmm. I was finishing up my um, designing program. And how old? I think I had to be like 21. Yeah, you were giving. I was twenty one. Like, wow. I was definitely, definitely twenty one because I'm like twenty four right now. So yeah, definitely. I think the math is mathing. I was twenty one, and uh, for me at that time, it was just like I was going through like a lot of like denial in terms of like what I wanted to do um, uh, with the next stages of my life. Like, do I really want to like be a designer? Do I want to be a designer underneath a house? Um, do I think I'm ready to like start my own business? Because like the whole business aspect is not a joke. And like we were talking about earlier, like a lot of these schools, they don't teach you or prepare you to be like business people, you know? And it's like, 
what's the essence of having products and the products are just sitting and catching and you dust. You can't sell it, right? Yeah, you can't sell it. So um, with me at the moment, I was just like, you know, I don't think I'm ready to be a designer, but like I'll always have my sketchbook around. And I, I think I was just doing a lot of like freelance jobs. I was working retail as well. Um, after Laquan, I was still doing like retail at Levi's. Then I was working at like um, a luxury furniture store in Soho. So I was just picking up on like random shift here and there, just trying to like still figure out what I wanted to do. So I think I kind of had like a revelation in like 2020 during the pandemic, I said, God, if the world comes to an end and I don't design or I'm not living to where you want me to be in terms of my whole full life, in a sense, I'm like, yeah, I I don't want to be that person that like I regret. I, I wish I did that. I don't like telling stories and just like being sad about it. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna start my I'm gonna start my brand during the pandemic. So I started Meiji Meiji in 2020, like literally missed the pandemic. I was in class working on my assignments and I'll still be sewing. I'll be sewing hats and bucket hats because at the time, a lot of people wasn't wearing their face masks just because, um, you know, it wasn't cute. It wasn't like, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> so I was like, you know what, let me try to find like a, a way to like produce face masks and like bucket hats and style them together so people you know and the thing is like when you go on shopping you kind of want to be discreet as well so I'm like you know I want to wear my bucket hat and my face mat and no one sees me so that's how I launched um the first product and it picked up like literally within um that first month I got like a hundred orders and I'm over here making all these orders at home um then I also got like a Verizon commercial and then after that like things just started happening and it was just like God really wants me to be in this lane like God wants me to really do design with my full chest not half of my chest my full chest because like right when I started like proclaiming that I'm a designer things just really started opening up for me and even though like I definitely made a lot of mistakes, but I learned from it. And like, even from my mistakes, I got more opportunities to come from that. So it was just like, yeah, like you're going, it's not going to be an easy route, but things are going to keep working things are going to keep pushing. So that's really 2020 was the year for me of like, okay, Tolu, you're doing this and you're going to do it right. And if you're not going to do it right, you're going to keep doing it. So, yeah. What about Oye Green and and the the journal? Because I that was before oh, 2020. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the journal for me was like okay, more of like as a designer, just my daily journal of um what goes on in my mind in a sense. So I would always share like my sketches, my um my hope um what is it called? My whole journey and yeah, my whole journey of like how I got to design. So it was just me spilling out what was in my brain. And whereas Oye Green, Oye Green has always been like a family brand. And it honestly taught me so much in terms of like brand identity, because I feel like the reason why Meiji Meiji is so strong in the form of its identity is because I've been able to learn that from Oye Green. And both brands, Oye Green is technically like the sister brand. It's the beauty and wellness brand, um, primarily focused on like traditional um, natural products from like Nigeria. So our main focus is like shea butter. So I've literally been able to transform that brand. If you saw the old packaging girl in 2015, it was like, 
my mom is a cosmetologist so I grew up in like around hair and I'm always like that's a lot of like a lot of people know me for hair like right that's, that's how me. I think it was that's one thing was about like. me my braids are going to be done right now they're not done I'm taking a break but my braids are going to be done and it's just gonna it's gonna have you thinking like how did they do that like mm-hmm. steps and with me it's like my mom's a cosmetologist and when I was younger, I really hated the idea of braiding my hair. I grew up in a hot. I grew up in Ohio, and a lot of people would be like, "Girl, what the fuck is on right, your head?" Right, what's with your hair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, I went through the phase that like I was going through perms. I always had a weave on, and it was just like you never saw my hair until like I visit Nigeria as a teenager. I went to Nigeria in like 2016, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like my culture is really beautiful, and I just wanted to embody that every day, and that's where my love for hair like really grew, and then that's how I took on. Oya Green as a baby but it's like my mom brand and I just wanted to help her in terms of like just the way she tells her story and how she wants to position oh my god my brother just how the way she tells her story and how she wants to position the brand and it really taught me how to like story tell so yeah I mean no I think that was actually maybe that's how I saw you do from like a braiding like your hair because mm-hmm. I think you and I'm gonna give it because people making it they can get mad and I don't really care but like bitches weren't doing braids thank you let's yeah. just keep it a, let's keep it a buck for y'all me yeah. or my sister so we were always doing braids and I used to hate braids and I think seeing your braids I was like oh my god look at this beautiful Nigerian woman out here so immersed in her culture out here being a hot girl doing her shit trying to be on your grind you had a fashion school I was like who is this girl I need to know her and I think I was 24 I think I was 24 at the time when you were 21 so I was like okay who's this girl so I I love that that's like so an embodiment of your family and just like a connection between you and your mom and your own background because you I feel like you carry it so well and it's it's a part of who you are because people know you from your hair yeah they like really do like no seriously people will stop me and be like oh I just watched your video and like oh people will literally message me here and they're like what hair is this what is this and honestly with that it really helped me be like you can be like multifascinated you can you can be a designer you can be a hairstylist you can do this and one thing with me is like I know how to braid, but I don't like braiding, but I know how to give good instructions. And that's the thing with braids, you need instruction. So if you can get a good person to give you instruction, like later on, I want to do so much with hair. Like I want to collab with like expression. I just want to like really- Can we do a collab? Cause you know I do my hair. Yes, girl, your hairs are so long. I'm like, how is this girl doing her hair? I look, bro, if I show you my um, journals, I have different hairstyles that I just sketch out. So mm-hmm. that's definitely like a goal of mine. And like, I want to like, I want to produce a book too, like a hair book and just show how to sh- um, change traditional hairstyle and then like modernize it. So that's like one project that I definitely want to get like out of my to-do list and just have a nice little coffee table hair inspiration book. I'm going to introduce you to Dana. She's somebody I used to work with a while ago. She does, she's like an artist. She's like a conceptual artist, but she does a lot of um, art braiding as well. At like, mm-hmm. and then kind of like collabs it with like beauty salon stores and stuff like that. And she's done yeah. like, she's done like uh, pop-up shops in New York. And I think back home where she's from. And she's like, you guys would probably be like. I'm okay. going to note that because I don't want you to forget. She said, so I'm going to note that. that. Period. <laughs> I'm not going to forget. I promise. I promise. <laughs> 
Um, but also I want to like ask you some questions about like, how do you, what's your biggest goal as like a designer right now? Like from which, from when you first started, like, was there a specific goal when you first started and has it changed now after like the brand changing and getting like the Nordstrom, you know, you talking about Verizon, honey, what about Nordstrom? Oh yeah. I was going to get to that. I was going to mm -hmm. get that, but like the Nordstrom thing happened like the second year. So right now I'm like, two years into the business and um meiji meiji actually means two so it means the number two and how the way i like to look at it is like blessing comes in twofold i don't want one blessing i want multiple blessings Period. so that's how i like to like you know look at how the brand phrase means to me and so like the second year was when i was in nigeria and this was literally this was like first week of May, I was working on like, you know, my graduation, my graduation outfit just came in. I was just trying it on and I got an email and I thought it was a spam. Like, I'm like, this is not real, you know? Right. And I didn't, I didn't even respond to it until like three weeks. Cause I really could not believe it was real. Like, kid you not. So then I was like, you know what? Let me go back to the email. I started searching up um, the buyer. And one thing about buyers, like they don't want to be known. A lot yeah. of the buyers are so low key. I'm like, she had no followers. She didn't even have like a picture on her LinkedIn. So I'm like, okay, you know what? What are you going to lose if, if this was a spam or if this was fake or not? So I finally responded back and it was like, oh my God, we love you. We want to stalk you. And this was the same week that I was graduating. So this was just like, a testimony to me like yeah like God wants you to do this right and then the Nordstrom came in and I was working on that for three months so I was supposed to leave Nigeria for graduation in May to like go to graduation in New York and then I was like you know what I'll later on just stay in Nigeria to work on my entire production and to like oversee that and that was like it's so different when you're just like, you know, making cute little orders here and there. But when you're making a lot of orders for nine different stores online, US yeah. and Canada, mm -mm -mm. It's, different. It's, different it's, it's different. So that was just like, every time like I'm feeling sad or like I'm going through like, you know, oh, a lot of things aren't working the way I, I want them to work. I just look at that. Like my beginning has always been sweet, you know, and just look at that as a testimony. Like you're going to be fine. You're walking in your path. Things are not going to be rosy, but you're going to be good. So, yeah. Well, you don't even know how much I need to hear that. <laughs> you didn't even know. <laughs> even though you, hey, were just, you, were just, you were just talking, you were just giving no, no feelings, all facts. You were just speaking yeah. it. Um, but even oh, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off because another thing is like with the way Instagram is set up, everyone just be thinking everyone is set, everyone is doing good. Mm -hmm. But on the like on that whole Nordstrom situation, I was bawling my eyes out every day because it was just like, wow, this is a bigger project. This is not like Oto is making this out of her room in New York. Like I'm really have to oversee everything from the fabric to now making the production. And during the time, like there was um, a lot of flooding in Nigeria. So it was just like a lot of things were like setting me back. And one thing that I had to realize myself is like Instagram is a facade, you know? Absolutely. It's a, it's a facade. Like what I'm giving you is what I want you to see. But like y'all not really seeing the what's up y'all not seeing me crying y'all not seeing the snot dripping down my nose what's that oh my god they say i look like her how to get away with mur murder i don't know it's not like her. oh viola 
Yeah, y'all not seeing. Y'all not y'all not seeing that type of snot. Y'all not seeing all of that. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, man, Uh, that's one thing. Like Instagram is such a facade. Like we need to get out of that era. But um, no, I mean, I I understand. I try to let people know. Like I don't really care about social media. I try to. It's like I don't think it's real. I don't think anything on social media is real at all. I think that Uh people who focus so much on social media and followership and no, I mean, not shading anyone's job or the people who make their money from social media. But I am, you know, I mean, like get your coins, make that money, let Meta pay you, let all these companies (laughs) pay you. You know what I mean? But like. I also want, it's, it's not real life. It's not like what people, and people have this weird perception of fashion and any creative job mm-hmm. that when you're working in this world, all the glitz and glamor like overshadows what really fucking happens behind the yeah. scenes. Like what people are really going through their real lives. Like people are still taking the bus, but working at these big girl jobs. Right. You know what I'm saying? People right. are out here still struggling, but still making shit happen, making shit uh-huh. shake. Like, so when I was in Nigeria and I was working with my production company, right? Um, I think it was yeah, I was working with my production company, and they were like, "Oh my God, you didn't bring your car?" I said, "What do you mean, baby? I don't have a car." They they literally could not believe the idea that I didn't bring a car. But in Nigeria, I wasn't driving anyways. Like I was Ubering that's everywhere. Crazy. That's a little crazy yeah. for you to be driving I was in Nigeria. U- yeah, I was Ubering everywhere, and they literally could not believe like I did not bring a car. And I'm just like, y'all, what is wrong with y'all? But yeah, that's just to add on to your point. I mean, I, I was also going to say, like, since you just kind of talked about one of the harder parts of your job, like having to step into shoes maybe before you're even like fully prepared, because some yeah. of them don't even give you like the, the, like the steps, you yeah. know, to get into that big girl, you know, project, big girl, hmm. you know, opportunity. But then like, what was the best part? What's been the best part of like being a designer and just like what's happened recently and getting to like, you know, showcase your your designs, having them come to life? I think the best part for me, I would say is just to, hmm, the best part would be noticing my full potential. Cause it's like, I know that I'm great. I know like God has something destined for me, but having seen myself in the state of different panic attacks and seeing how I was still able to like bring myself up and like just uplift myself in that moment. And like, not only when I was working on Nordstrom, I was working on like my apartment as well. And my apartment back home in Nigeria is like a creative space. So it's a concept, thank you. It's a concept space. So like a lot of people will come in, a lot of creative will shoot like different projects and just showcase their collection or if they wanna work on like short films. So I was working on my apartment, renovation and as well as like the Nordstrom and just like life in general so it really like yeah like you're made for this you know I've always kind of like been in limbo stages like do I want to do this do I I'm not sure so it was just like more of a confirmation and then I think it even helped with like I have backing like not I have backing but I have people that believe in me like it brought out like people like oh yeah like totally I see what you're doing like a lot of the days where I was sad, I'll get random message like, oh my God, one day I was like going through it, like going through it, through it. I was like, I'm not doing this again. I don't want to be in this industry. This industry is a pick and pick and choose. They only pick Period. their faces. Da, 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 Hello. Da. And, I was, and I was just going off. And then I was just like, happened to be in a restaurant 
girl, I'm over here like, who's going to pay for this damn meal? I just wanted to eat because I was sad, knowing I didn't even have money for that fucking meal. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find it somehow. And then someone came in and they were like, oh my God, like I've been following you for like four years. You're amazing. Like I really look up to you. And then I was telling the girl like how I was having a bad day and she wrote me like the sweetest letter. Like, no, like really keep going. Like I believe in you. So I was like, yeah, like people see, people see a star potential in me and I have to live up to that. So I think that was like what that Nordstrom era was for me like you know it was just like you're in the right lane just keep going like that was really what it was because even that like I was over here trying to find PR for it I was trying to do a lot of things and it was not picking and I'm just like regardless of not me not finding PR it still was able to do its purpose period it still happened yeah I mean and I think that was really important that you just said that you have people behind you that believed in you because Mm -hmm. I try to communicate that to people all the time that like for you to really take off and to step into your full potential like and some people don't need that like not everybody has the Kanye confidence where like you know you don't need anybody (laughs) believing in you you're like I believe in me it's me it's me but a lot of us sit in imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. for a long time trying to figure out is this what I want to do because fashion tells you that it's not enough or maybe it's, you're not yeah. good enough because and it's so have- fast and yeah. it's just a case of like you need to have three collections you need to have this you just gotta always keep up to trend and it's like for you to like be relevant you just gotta keep going and sometimes it's just like I don't have the capacities I don't have the means I don't have the funds to just to Hello. keep going, going right. you know And then just even like surrounding yourself with friends. A lot of my friends have the same mentality that I have. Everyone is working on different things and everyone is like, we have a group chat and be like, what you working on? What you doing? Like, you know, and just like upping ourselves because you really need like a good support support system. Even like my parents, my parents are my biggest support system. Like when I was in Nigeria, they'd be the one shipping out all my orders. I really appreciate them for that. So you really need to have those people around you because it's gonna eat you up. Yeah, just for your sanity and like, and I, it's crazy because I feel like a lot of people just, and I don't want to just only say like fashion because like I'm sure across creative, there there's obstacles in every job. So mm-hmm. it's just like being able to keep going and yeah. not giving up and like believing in yourself that it's gonna like show in some mm-hmm. sense, whether it takes 10 years, whether it takes two years, whether it takes however long because everybody has their own individual journey which is also something else that like you know I think a lot of people have to tap into because the comparative and yeah that's what I'm saying like pick me in the pick me I'm telling these bitches but yeah there's when I say sorry sorry for my vulgar language parents I'm so sorry but yeah I'm tired you know and I think it's like like we said there's a lot of favorites and I feel like they just keep giving a lot of the favorites to everything. And I'm just like, y'all, there's more people out there that are literally doing same quality, same amazing work as mm-hmm. your favorites. You know, when is it going to be like, y'all going to give them time? A recession is coming. Like, let's is it not here? play with me. Is it not here? I, I mean, it is here, but it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, you know? So it's like, stop playing with me. But um, at the end of the day, it's going to happen. God, God knows his own timing, but this is to all the people who are the gatekeepers, the pick me's out there. It's time to pick me. That's all. Period. 
period. Because no. I do think that it's slightly a strategy sometimes of just mm-hmm. keeping a certain amount of us up up here yeah. and everybody else down here. And I just want everybody to know that like we can all be up here. Really? If we all, if we all uplift each other and stop competing. And there's so much money. There is literally people are spending a hundred thousand on NFTs that they can't even see. When I tell you, there's so much money. I was I was reading somewhere. Some journalist sold his like medal or whatever. Yes, yes. He sold that shit for like a million dollars. Like, come on. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. It was over. But there's money to be passed around. You know, right. let's there's enough for all of us in that money together. Right. There are, there's definitely enough for all of us. But I also wanted, since we were talking about favoritism and, but then I wanted to talk about where do you see yourself in five years? Like, is there a five-year plan? Is there like a, this is the third year? Mm-hmm. This is going to be, this is still my second year. In a way, yeah. So next year is going to be my third year. Mm-hmm. Um, So five-year plan um I've been trying to actively like write it down because I think it's easier to like you know just write things and just keep saying like affirmations but Mm -hmm. for next year I definitely want to step into more of my designer bag and when I say step into that it's just like you know having and hosting like my first presentation um a lot of things that I've been doing has just been like shop online but I want people to actually like experience the brand as a whole, you know, and I don't even think like I mentioned, like Meiji Meiji is like amplifying African culture, amplifying Nigerian culture, like everything is about like me, about my background and just like sharing the beauty within nostalgia, nostalgia. So um, definitely want to host like my first presentation, um, have some shows as well in Paris and just really continue to expand the brand. Um, I want to to I want to like later on like down 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 the line um have a boutique hotel as well so yeah um so that would be because after like you know doing that home renovation with apartment yeah I'm just like I really enjoyed this you know and I really would love to like kind of like implement interior designing into like my elements of things that I do um, and it's under Meiji Meiji, so it's just like Meiji Meiji homes. So, you know, yeah. having like, you know, linen bed sheets, you know, cute stuff for the girls to sleep in. Yeah. So like um, but I really, like my main goal this year is just focusing on Meiji Meiji, the clothing brand. And I feel like just tapping into um, more of like the scene of like connecting with people who relate to the brand, you know, because I feel like, for the longest, maybe I had like, you know, I had, I know the branding I had, but the wrong audience in a sense. And audience really plays a big part in who you're selling to. So now finding more of a bigger audience around the world of like who relates to Meiji Meiji. Um, the other day I was like on our website and I was looking at like, where does a lot of our customers come from? And I was so surprised to see like, um, my main customer comes from like Paris, London, mm. and in the U.S. and I was like originally when I started the brand I was like you know this is going to be a woman's wear brand but like our audience is like split in the middle with both male and female so it's it's so amazing to see like okay this this can work for both and for everyone so yeah and also I wanted to also ask you about the just the industry in itself 
mm-hmm. and how you think, because you had mentioned before that these colleges um, aren't really preparing you business-wise. So like, how do you think the industry should be helping emerging designers? Like everybody. And I mean, like from when you leave school, mm. if you're going to school, you know what I mean? Or if, there's, yeah. if they could start separate programs for people to help get business plans to be yeah. backing in I some think- sense. I think honestly, like when we were having our, this conversation, I think every school before you leave, you need, they need to be like, it's mandatory. It's a part of your thesis to have a business plan. You need to have it mapped out of like, this is what I want to do within five years. And I know like things change, but kind of having an understanding and just having it like being able to flip through those pages and be like, okay, this is going to take me to step A to B it is really amazing. It's helpful. And then like even mentorship program, just having people who actually show up because I've been in a lot of mentorship programs and like people don't show up. People yeah. just want to be like, okay, I'm, a, I'm trying to help young emerging designers and just say it for saying sake, but it's like, they're not really, the photo op. yeah, they're not really, you know, they're not helping. So having people who are serious about elevation and not just about saying it so that's my thing yeah because once you have a good mentor everything is set like look at look at um kim kardashian and chris chris is her man like i'm screaming girl i'm cutting i'm gonna leave it in but i'm also going you lucky i don't cut that shit out because i don't (laughs) i don't support that not on my shit i I don't don't support support her i don't support her but chris is about her money she is about her money but i mean there are a lot of examples of people about their money yeah, so I get I'm it. Saying that as like a mainstream, as a mainstream one, but you can cut that out. But yeah, <laughs> but that's uh, the type of mentorship I need. Someone who's gonna be there, who's gonna like, ride for you, who's gonna ride for you, and be like, "Bitch, this is how you get your money, and this is how we're doing it." Right. And and strap on for this ride because I'm trying to take you on the ride of your life. I'm trying to make you. I'm trying to go yeah. up with you. I'm trying to take you there. Exactly. So that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. Also. Because I want to do some closing out questions. How is so, this being nine minutes? Sorry. <laughs> no, ignore the time right there. Um, what's one thing you're still trying to prove to yourself? Ooh, um, one thing that I'm still trying to prove to myself. Okay, so like, you know how we were talking about timing? I'm very like, things happen. Things have to happen at A, B, C, D. And when things don't happen at A, B, C, D, I kind of start freaking out like yes. what the mm-hmm. hell is going on. And then it's like, I don't know why I do this thing where I start playing like mind games with myself. And then it's like a form of like start comparing myself. That's why like, if I'm going through anything, I really try my best to log off of Instagram or any social media platform because it's like, it's a natural trait that you're going to want to co- um, compare. compare yourself. And it's like, when you're seeing like other designers who like, I can be like, okay, I know I have the potential. I know I have the work ethics. I'm literally doing the same thing you're doing and I'm not getting seen. That shit hurts, you know? And that shit keeps like playing inside. So I think, what was your question again? Basically like, what are you still trying to prove to yourself? I think proving to myself is more of like, you know, you're going to be fine. It's like, even though I've been repeating that a lot, but that's something that I've been trying to prove myself. Like, shit is not looking how you want it to look right now but don't worry like gonna be fine and it's really all about persistency and one thing about me I'm always like 
if I want something, I'm going to get it. And I'm always like consistent from, from the time you've been following me. One thing I'm going to mention on my story is like, I'm working on this. I'm doing this. I'm always like my own advocate. Like I'm always telling you what I'm doing because like, I want people to see me and believe in me. And that really helps me in terms of like a motivation of like, okay, just keep going in a sense. So yeah, see how that's what I'm doing. Yeah. No, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. I feel like I'm the same way. I have to, I have to tap out of social media because I don't have time. I don't have the energy. Otherwise yeah. this is going to be a self-pity party. And it's like, girl, I can't. And then it's like, you'll see people that have zero talent and you're just like wondering how, like how sway. <laughs> girl that's another pod. that's another podcast you're like how is this happening but whatever um no, no shade you're not that great but okay well i'll say whatever because sometimes yeah. you got to call it how you see it yeah and it's just there's a lot of mediocre like shit oh oh so oh my god me and my right. sister say this all the time it's like uh People love, um, it's not commonality. It's more of just like mediocrity. Like Mm -hmm. mediocrity is like familiar and it Mm -hmm. makes you feel safe. So you don't feel, people feel a little weirded out by something Mm -hmm. that's so abstract or so different or so like blunt, you know what I mean? Or straightforward. They like things that make them feel like safe and familiar. So if they find someone like that, they run with that shit and they they, bust it to the woods come off. It's crazy. 2023 tied to that 2023 is the year of elevation for me I think 2023 like definitely more people are gonna know who Tolu is who Meiji Meiji is I feel like right now I'm kind of like haven't really posted a lot on my social media but it's just more of like trying to figure out what is the direction of where I want to be with the brand how to elevate how to build a team because oh my god that you it's just important it's, it's important like it really can't just be full manpower on yourself it's just straining and like once you have people that have the same vision as you and that believe in you it's off it's off to the moon so yeah what mm. is the most important thing well no, i'm not gonna say the most important thing that you've learned um if you can name this chapter right mm-hmm. now in your life what would you call it? If I can name this chapter. Like if you had a chapter in a book. Okay. Your book. What's this chapter right now? What are you naming a chapter? Ooh. Oh my God. I'm trying to think what's the name. My vocabulary. <laughs> what would I name the chapter? Destination. I'll okay. name it Destination because it's like, I've been on a journey, you know, and it's like a lot of people will see, oh my God, girl, you were just in Nordstrom or what are you doing? This, that. And it's like, sometimes you need to go back on your walk. You need to go back on that destination and go back on that route to like, you know, figure out things in life. You know, life is really a confusing ass map that you can't read. And it's like, sometimes I do need wave to read to me or to speak to me. And that that wave or that GPS is God. That's like my direction. So definitely it'll be like destination. So yeah. Oh, I love I love that. Thank y'all. Okay. <laughs> well, our last thing is I just want you to tell everybody um, where they could find you, social media for you and the brand, all the brands, period, yes. all the brands. 
And all the brands that are watching this, I definitely want to do more collaborations. I want to team up with more designers, more hair people, more stylists. But where to find me is Tolu, C-O-A-T-O-L-U-C-O-Y-E. Um, that is my personal. You can follow my brand, Meiji Meiji, which is M-E-J-I, M-E-J-I dot C-O. You can follow my other brand, Oye Green, O-Y-E, green, the color green, Oye Green. And if you just want to see my journal, there's Oye Green Journal as well. And as lastly, if you want to see what Meiji Meiji Home is all about, you can follow Meiji Meiji Home. But thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. I'm happy that we finally got this done. I know, I know, I know, I know. And <laughs> thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in to episode seven of Next in Line. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and you can find our um, social media at Next in Line. Um, that's with three E's at the end. You can follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you.